0: Hello there. Welcome to the world of Pokemon. Or should I say, welcome to the world of Pokemon and technology. My name is Spruce. People call me the Pokemon Historian. This world used to be inhabited by creatures called Pokemon. For some people, Pokemon were pets. Others used them for fights. Myself, I study the history of Pokemon's extinction as a profession. First, what is your name? You meet in a tavern? Right. Right. So your name is You Meet in a Tavern. This is your rival. He has oppressed the people of the world through the forced implementation of advanced technology and military force. Err. What was his name again? Eugene? That's right. I remember now. His name is Eugene! You meet in a tavern! Your very own Pokemon legend is about to unfold. A world of dystopian nightmares, environmental collapse, and species extinction await! Let's go!
1: Welcome everybody to You Meet in a Tavern presents Void. I am Kirk Dubay, going to be the dungeon master for season two, alongside Christopher Jamal Tins Nasty Tinseldorf Tinsley. How you holding up, my guy? Doing pretty good. Tinseldorf is something I've been thinking about. Now that I said it out loud, isn't nearly as awesome as I <laughs> thought it, would, it was going to. So we can just kind of like leave that one <laughs> we'll, behind. We'll take that one to the <laughs> workshop. yeah we'll go ahead and set that one aside so as i mentioned this is going to be episode uh an episode zero is what we're calling it and we're essentially going through the character creation portion um of this individually so nobody's going to know what each other's characters really are um what their backgrounds are um so that's kind of what we're going to be doing here so before we jump into that um to appease our new listeners, to kind of give them an idea of what we're going to be doing this season, and to kind of uh, uh, bring along our maybe more traditional D&D listeners that aren't familiar with Pokemon at all, that are starting with a blank slate and don't really understand what they are. I sympathize with that 100%. And we're going to make this so you don't actually have to have a lot of working knowledge to start. So just a quick crash course. Pokemon are little monsters that have that are (laughs) imbued with elements essentially they're imbued with elements for example like fire water uh grass lightning um and they can produce attacks or do things with those powers essentially we're just using that framework to drive the story and all the supplements that joe has written up uh that are available at no cost in our discord so I think that's a pretty easy crash course in what we're doing and what people actually need to know to get started. Tins, anything you want to add to that? No, I think that, that pretty much covers it. I mean, it's the year 2019. You probably
2: know what Pokemon is, I, I hope. Um, and if not, you know, welcome to the Poke Universe. It's going to be a weird one. It's going
1: to be a weird <laughs> one for sure. So... Um, I, I to give everybody, I want to read everybody the background that I sent them for them to kind of use to guide their character creation. Um, so I'm going to read this once, and hopefully I don't have to read it for the next two guys, because I'm not going to. Tens just happens to be the first one we're doing, so I'm going to read it right now. Set 250 years after Red of Pallet Town became the Kanto Pokemon League champion. You can Google what that's about. Again, not relevant to the story, but it gives a basis for a timeline. We are introduced to a Kano that, much like the rest of the planet, has gone through a massive industrial and technological boom. Due to this enormous tech boom opening up all access to corners of the world, regional Pokemon who are, were brought to all the other regions. Uh, however, Pokemon who once roamed freely are now incredibly rare as sight. Almost no civilian has a Pokemon to call their own, and widely believe that Pokemon are going extinct due to the humans no longer needing to rely on them for various tasks, and that compounded by the loss of their habitat. No one expected the rapid decline of Pokemon that occurred in the last 75 years, the population taking an unnatural dive. The need for Pokemon has become void. There are no more Pokemon trainers. The Pokemon League has dissolved, and gym leaders are a thing of the past. Tins. Yes. Tell me about your character, my friend. Give us a, a name, uh, a description, and a little bit of a background for the folks at home. All right. Um,
2: my character's name is going to be Jimmy Abagnale. Uh, Just Jimmy to his friends. And Jimmy is from... Shit, I texted it to you earlier and I forgot what it's called because I didn't play this generation. Castelia uh, City. Jimmy is from Castelia City. Yes, that's right. Castelia City is the is in the Generation 5 Um Pokemon country called Unova. Um and Unova is basically based on New York City. And Castelia City is pretty much lower Manhattan. So it's like a giant skyscraper uh, jungle, pretty much. Um, and so the way we're kind of playing this in the in this dystopian future setting that we're doing, um, one of the main kind of themes of this dystopia is ecological catastrophe. And so the way that I uh, kind of design this character... We'll say actually, so he's from Castelia City in the sense that that's where he spent most of his life. But we'll say he's from uh, one of these ones over here, like uh, (laughs) Nuvima Town, and Nuvima Town is kind of like southeastern Brooklyn on a map of um, New York City. So basically, the way the world looks now, um, when this ecological catastrophe struck, um, all sorts of terrible. Calamities face the population and um, only the very rich skyscraper dwelling uh, citizens of Castiglia City were able to build the infrastructure they needed to protect their quality of life. So I'm going to say Castiglia City is still like a shining, gleaming Manhattan-esque city. There's walls around the edges of it to protect from flooding. There's air filters in the air. And it's like still kind of an urban paradise on Earth if you can get in there, which most people can't. Conversely, if you go over to the parts of Unova that are like Brooklyn, Queens, that side of the city to the east is completely flooded out. My hometown, uh New Vima town, totally flooded, basically gone and over to the west, um, the New Jersey section of Unova is uh, like a desolate industrial wasteland that's covered in smog all the time. So that's kind of the situation where Jimmy grew up. And Jimmy was raised by his father, who is sort of a legendarily successful con man. And he raised Jimmy to be the same. And the best thing you do as a con man is find a rich mark. So they headed over to um, Castelia city where they kind of used guile to get in with the local populace, always, you know, playing one scam or another, always tricking people out of money um, and surviving that way. Uh, And basically, Uh, Jimmy is chaotic neutral. He learned to only look out for himself growing up. uh, He's always trying to get an angle on people. And the only person he ever looked up to was his father, who, um, a few years before the beginning of this campaign, uh, finally a bookie caught up to him and killed him. So he's kind of alone in the world. He's traveling around. Um, still running scams, just sort of trying to figure out what the next, uh, thing in his life is going to be. That's where he's at at the beginning of the campaign.
1: Excellent. Um, very in-depth background, which I'm sure everybody <laughs> certainly appreciates. I do because now I have context uh, <laughs> to what I'm putting you through here. Um, so, tell us what uh, did you say? Abig nail. Abig nail. Like Jimmy. Abignail.
2: big nail. No, A B A G N A L E. Um, the it's based on uh, the guy from uh, Catch Me If You Can.
1: I forget his first name. I, I I swear to I swear on my life I typed it out on my page A B I G N A I L and I was like a big nail is Abignail. Abignail. A
2: B A G N A L E based on the famous Frank Abignail played by Leonardo DiCaprio in Catch Me If You Can.
1: Beautiful. So what does Jimmy Abignail uh look like? Jimmy is,
2: um, in his kind of like mid twenties. Um, he normally, he kind of dresses up in whatever, um, the situation may call for whatever kind of con he's running may call for. Um, he does as part of, um, his charlatan background. I should have mentioned this before, which gives him an extra proficiencies in, um, I believe Deception and Sleight of Hand, but let me make sure that's right. Yeah, Deception and Sleight of Hand. Uh, he, he also has a set of fine clothes and a disguise kit, so he can kind of end up being whoever he needs to be. But generally speaking, on a day-to-day basis, um, he it just wears a uh, simple black button-down shirt, black pants, a little disheveled, and uh, sunglasses, so he can keep an eye on people without knowing he's keeping an eye on them.
1: Wonderful. So you said uh, proficiencies uh, through your charlatan background in deception and sleight of hand. Um, we're about to roll up your uh, your character stats here. Yep. Does that mean we're looking at decks and charisma for your character?
2: Absolutely charisma. Um, I guess sleight of hand is controlled by decks, right? So that would be what I would be going for next. Yeah. And I also picked, um, since charlatan gives me two additional proficiencies, my my original two proficiencies that you get through character creation, I made persuasion and um, performance. So Jimmy is really like a straight up. besides animal handling, which everybody has in the Pokemon system, he's pretty much a straight up um, like speechcraft character in the traditional RPG sense
1: wonderful. I'm excited uh I'm excited to 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 really put you to work on that because I think it's going to it's going to think it's going to be pretty useful for your group. Yeah. Um I did I did I will say this, I did get everybody the opportunity to level set with each other kind of the direction they were thinking of going so we don't have essentially three fast talking charlatans in the group. Uh so we have we we do pr- uh you know, drive a little bit more diversity within the the three than that. Um but let's uh let's roll up some stats how are, how are we doing it um what did we do last time because my memory is blanked uh we let's see did we do what
2: are the normal is it 3d6 drop or 4d6 drop lowest and drop ones
1: uh yes let's do that a uh, re-roll ones 4d6 okay i'm gonna make a note of that because i'm gonna make everybody do it this way Drop lowest, re-roll ones. So let's see what you get. Okay.
2: I got all 12s, 13s, and 14s. Um, is that, so, okay, is that so, how we
1: rolling for... Um, I Am actually I don't forgetting mind that? something? No. I'm just going gonna, gonna to change some of these up. Because um, 13 is pretty... 13 a plus one. 12 is a plus... I think 12 might be a plus one as well. And 14s might be plus two.
2: Yeah. So let me ask you this. Can I then? Can I drop my twelve down to a ten and bump one of my fourteens to a sixteen? Um, so that so, just so I can have like the top, like one really good stat, which will be charisma.
1: So or why do not I drop chi- two? Yeah. So what I'm going to do here for you, um, your twelve will become a ten. Your thirteen will be a, a thirteen will become an eleven, and then you'll have a fifteen and a sixteen. Okay. And then that's what I'm going to give everybody, actually. I think it'll just be easier that way. So a 10, so, 11, two 13s, a 15, and a
2: 16?
1: Yeah. And again, I'm doing this uh, for, for, for this campaign. Uh, you know, it might be stronger than what normal characters start with. However, you got to remember that um, a lot of our characters' actions, a lot of the characters' actions are actually through the Pokemon themselves, not necessarily all their actions. So it's the stats of their Pokemon are actually very weighted in an important fashion, so giving them some bonuses here really helps for like outside of combat type scenarios and things like that, which uh, I don't think is uh, that far out of reach. So I've got a 10, an 11, a 13, a 14, a 15, and a 16.: I
2: have is that right? I have No, I have a 10, an 11, two 13s, and a 15
1: and a 16. I want it to be 10, 11, we'll say 10, 11, 13, 14, 15, 16, whatever. All the way up until you get 16. So turn, a, turn makes- a 13 into a 14. Correct. Okay. All right. So I will do... Um,
2: so charisma is my main stat. 16, 15 dex, 14 intelligence, uh, 13 con, 11 strength, and 10 wisdom actually i'll do 10 strength and 11 wisdom not a physical character uh um, okay. so and that gives me plus four or five in all of my key proficiency stats except animal
1: handling which i guess is is animal handling wisdom um animal, animal handling i thought was either wisdom or charisma it's gotta be wiz- uh, it's whiz it, wisdom it's gotta, it's gotta be, be wisdom, wisdom or else i'd get a bonus Uh, But that makes sense. I think for your character, given its background, I think not necessarily having an animal handing proclivity outside of the context of the game with the character you built. I think that makes sense. I don't think we're I don't think we need to nerf that or bolster it up or whatever. Um, So we've got we've got our character. You've described them a little bit. Um, What do people need to know about Jimmy jumping into this campaign outside of his background? Um, how is he going to play play in the sandbox with uh, the, the other characters, you think?
2: Um, you know, we'll have to see what the scenario that brings us all together is. Like I said, uh, Jimmy is really in it for himself, uh, kind of a mercenary, um, not one for making close relationships or being altruistic, so uh certainly going to be going into a team dynamic with a little bit of mistrust and i don't know at least in the beginning i don't know if uh the rest of the team should trust him either necessarily um so he'll he'll definitely be looking for what he can get out of this situation from the get go
1: i like that mindset tins i think that buttons up yep, your character we've got stats We've got a background. We've got a look. We've got chaotic neutral written down, a preposterous last name spelled A big nail. <laughs> uh, and the question everybody out there is asking is, what's your Pokemon, Tens? And the answer to that is, he has no idea, because that's going to be part of the game, baby. <laughs> cool. So thanks, everybody. This has been the first part of our episode zero kickoff for You in a Tavern Presents, Void.